This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the topic of life insurance in our show titled Your Legacy and Insurance and the important aspects of that and uh, why you need to have it, how much you should spend on it, what kind of needs you should be considering it to fill. As you're listening today, if you have any questions or concerns that you want to address or talk to us about, please give us a call at 855-793-2409, or you can reach us uh, through the website at wellingtonadams.com. Before we get started, though, I want to take a moment to introduce my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? Well, I'm doing great, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show today. But speaking of uh, on the show today, uh, something is blatantly missing today. That's uh, right. Baron's Baron sexy radio voice is not introducing us today because yeah. he's out. Family Mr. vacation. Mr. Golden Pipes himself is uh, <laughs> on a vacation. So it's just you and I today. Just uh, you we're going to try to have fun with it, though. Uh, we'll miss Baron, but we'll have fun. So uh, before we jump into things, how have you been, Simon? How's everything going there? I'm doing well. As you know, now we've got a break from Baron for a week, so I'm just enjoying <laughs> the day. No, I'm just teasing. We, uh, we've been busy. He deserves a break, and sure. uh, things are going well. Just Good. Yeah, Wellington Adams is doing well. I understand you've been keeping busy meeting with your clients and meeting with folks out there, listeners from our show who have set up that complimentary, no-cost, uh, no-obligation consultation, right? That's right. And we're actually preparing for a couple seminars coming up. So if you want to check those out on our website, uh, we've got an events tab. There's a couple seminars coming up, one of which is a topic of social security. Another one, we're doing a uh, educational uh, course, two-day course, a couple hours each day out at FNM College. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I think that's fantastic. And listeners can check out the the Wellington Adams website or uh, give you a call. And again, that number is 855-793-2409. Um, for today's show, you mentioned life insurance. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to talk about life insurance, or <laughs> I don't need that, or you're just trying to sell me something. But today's show, you're going to educate us on why we do or don't need it. Some people have life insurance policies they don't need or shouldn't have. And so they're wasting money. Some people really should have life insurance and just don't know how to utilize it or where to get it. So, so give true. us an idea of why people need life insurance to start us off. Well, Tony, I think there are probably dozens of reasons and examples of cases where you can use it for different things. But today we're going to focus on three main reasons families should consider buying life insurance. The primary one most people think of is income protection, uh, also estate planning or transfer of wealth. And then I think often overlooked and similar to the income planning is uh, retirement savings protection. 
Ah, I see. So income protection, is that, does life insurance help me if I'm still working full time and something happens to me uh, and I can't work, uh, does that kick in uh, or is life insurance uh, only if I pass away? Well, it's only, only if you pass away. You know, you're talking about disability insurance, whether it's short term or long term, sure. Aflac, sure. things like those if you're injured. But life insurance is specifically if you pass away that we're protecting the loss of income to your survivors. You know, think of wow. a married couple, uh, especially if you've got kids, uh, the primary income earner or something happens, you have an accident, uh, unexpected health issue and you pass earlier. You know, what and how does this, you know, how does the family survive financially after you? And that's what we're talking about here with the income protection. Many yeah, t- so expand on that a little bit more on, on what you do mean by in, in income protection and what that would mean to us. Sure. Well, you know, many times um, we see examples just like we just talked about family, primary income earners. You know, today's families, there's a lot of different examples. There's a lot of dual income households. Um, not as many maybe are the traditional style of just the fam- husband working and the wife staying at home. Um, but in either case, that's what we want to be aware of and plan for. You know, if somebody passes and they're one of the income earners, how does that financially affect uh, the surviving family, surviving spouse, especially when they're children in this situation? Uh, you got to think about your mortgage debts like that. Um, you know, how do we want to go about that? Oftentimes we see people that have life insurance on the husband alone, uh, whether it's enough coverage or not, it's another topic, um, but nothing on the spouse or the non-income earner. And you got to even kind of take in consideration and think of the big picture there. You know, if something happens to the primary income earner, we're often aware of the fact that there's no longer income coming into the household. But even in the other scenario, if it's the lesser of the income earners or it's a stay at home uh, mom raising the kids. If something happens to her, who's going to be there to raise the kids? You know, you got to think about costs like babysitters, uh, childcare. It's getting more and more expensive these days. And depending on the age of the children, that's a factor that you've got to take into consideration. We also have, you know, in a lot of cases, people mention to us, you know, well, I have life insurance through my work. And you need to be aware of that. And that's a definitely an added benefit that the businesses are passing on to you as an employee. But in most cases, it's one year salary, maybe two, um, which obviously isn't nearly enough if you think about it. You know, it's great to have that year salary. Uh, give yourself a 12 month buffer to kind of figure out where you're going to go moving forward. But you got to keep in mind, what about the mortgage? What about the bills after that, especially if it's the primary income earner again? You know, some more traditional uh life insurance numbers. If you kind of talk to some people in the field, I think oftentimes we hear that you should have something more along the lines of 10 times uh, your income to protect and pay off things like the mortgage, um, replace the income and give yourself some real time. You know, if you've got 10 times your income, then you probably have 11, 12, maybe 13 years, depending on your investment options that you're kind of saving some of that money for. But how much of it's going to be used towards the mortgage? You know, are you considering that in there as well? You know, I was doing some math with a couple and they were saying they wanted to be able to protect and live on the interest alone to replace kind of full life expectancy of loss of income. And if you're doing the math on that, that's as much as 20 to 25 times your income so that you can draw four to five percent of that, not eat into the principal. And obviously that's quite a bit of insurance that most of us don't want to pay for. And I think a lot of times it's something that we just kind of neglect or overlook. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, that does get neglected and overlooked. And I think a lot of people, 
Uh, we don't want to leave our loved ones and our families in a bad situation. So we need to look at all of these options. And uh, I think that's really great advice. Now, uh, what about estate planning? Is estate planning and legacy planning, estate planning and, and life insurance, transfer of wealth, uh, these all tie in together, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a lot of you listeners know, um, life insurance is tax-free. So that's a good benefit when it comes to estate yeah. planning. You're passing things on to your beneficiaries, your loved ones. You're kind of considering what the uh, inheritance tax impacts are, the taxable impacts of income and things like that. Pennsylvania, we're one of the few states left that has inheritance tax, which is anywhere from four and a half to 15%, depending on who the money's going to. And life insurance is one of the very few things in Pennsylvania that's not considered part of your estate and passes on. You don't have to be so concerned, I think, about um, federal estate limits. You know, it used to be that the federal estate taxes were pretty significant. They're 40% or greater in most cases. So that ate up a ton of your estate and the limits were lower. You know, they years ago were 600,000 and everything above that. So if you start to consider savings and house uh, values and things like that, you know, that became a concern for a lot more people than it is today. Recently, they raised those limits to over 11,000 per individual. So more than 22,000 for a household. Um, so the federal estate limits, I don't think are as big of a concern. Um, but you know, the taxable impacts and some planning tools, a lot of times we have clients with required distributions that aren't going to be used. Uh, so you can take those required distributions, fund a life insurance policy, pick one that has some dual benefits with long-term care benefits in there. And that way that money's just not sitting there earning taxable interest and kind of impacting your taxes each year. It's going to pass on to your beneficiaries tax-free. And then if you need some long-term care, uh, household assistance there, in-home care, things like that. Some of these policies will cover that and give you added benefits there as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's almost time to take a quick break here, Simon. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we do? Well, as you know, Tony, you know, our goal here is to help the listeners, clients of ours, you know, put them in a better position than they are currently. Uh, that's why we're talking a little bit about life insurance today. It's one area probably that even as a company, we neglect a little bit and often overlook because it's not a hot topic that people like to talk about. It's not an area people like to spend money on, um, but it is important. And it's definitely something that needs to be um, touched on, talked about, uh, worked into your financial plan and make sure that it's addressed properly. We set aside a couple appointments each week for the listeners. Uh, you're welcome to reach out to us via the phone, 855-793-2409 or check us out online. Uh, wellingtonadams.com. Take advantage of a complimentary, no obligation uh, consultation. We can talk about life insurance if you've got the proper amount, the proper type, um, or if it's something that you need to address. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. Call Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com. Welcome back, listeners, to Financially Tuned with myself, Simon Hilliard, and my co-host, Tony Shore. Today, we're discussing your legacy and life insurance. And in the first section, we talked a little bit about kind of three main reasons people would buy life insurance, whether that be to replace the loss of income and their, protect their family moving forward, uh, some estate planning considerations and transfer of wealth and the tax advantages there. And then often overlooked is your retirement savings protection, making sure that 
if the primary income earner is lost, uh, the surviving spouse and children can survive, but also that they're able to contribute and have some money when they reach retirement. So we'll pick up from there, talk a couple uh, here next about a little bit of the different types of life insurance maybe and get into uh, the topic a little bit further here, Tony. Well, yeah, and you've talked about why we need to have life insurance. Uh, Why don't you tell us about uh, what types of life insurance are available and the the difference uh, between those? Sure, Tony. I think the uh, just to simplify things, there's two types of life insurance, term life insurance and permanent life insurance. Oh, so which is better? Well, that's a good question. We get that quite a bit. Uh, I don't think that one is better than the other necessarily on face value. And, you know, it's kind of like a tool in your tool belt, just kind of depends on what the purpose is and which one you'll need is kind of, you know, interdependent on that more so than the specific type. So it depends on the job you need it to do or your personal situation. Uh, uh, but elaborate on on this. Let's start with term, since you mentioned that first. Give us uh, some examples where that might fit and what sure. that is. Yeah, absolutely. Term insurance is kind of, as the name implies, it is life insurance for a specific term or a specific period of time. You might have a policy that's 10, 20, or 30 years or goes to age 65. And that more so goes towards kind of the tool that we talked about as far as protecting from a loss of insurance or covering a mortgage, you know, a specific period of time, especially earlier, younger years. I think it's more prevalent where you need a lot more insurance to cover a longer period of time of lost income. You probably don't have as much pay down on the home. If you have kids and you want to protect them and some put aside some money for college, things like that. Uh, that's the better purpose of term life insurance as far as today's conversation goes. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. So why would someone pick permanent insurance uh, and maybe pay significantly more? Well, that's a good question. And you're right. You know, term is cheaper and that's because it's usually likely not to pay out. You know, ideally, if you're picking a policy for 10 or 20 or 30 years, like we talked about in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, the longer you look out, you know, that you're going to live best life expectancy and you should outlive those policies. So the term is going to be cheaper. But, you know, oftentimes we don't want to have that life insurance set for just a specific period of time. We want it to be there permanently throughout our lifetime. Um, so you want to kind of look at that and consider, you know, what the need is again. Permanent insurance is meant for things like transfer of wealth in a lot of cases. Um, we talked about the advantages of the tax benefits there. If you're looking to pass money on tax-free to your beneficiaries or kind of transition and position your estate a little bit better from a tax standpoint, obviously you want that to be there for your lifetime and not run out at a certain uh, age. Right. So, uh, and there are different types of uh, term, or I I mean, there are different types of permanent life insurance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Primarily, uh, we'll talk about whole life and universal life. You know, there's those two main different types that are kind of popular and are out there quite a bit right now. So what's the difference between uh, whole life and universal life? Well, you know, whole life, I don't, you know, it's going to be a tough one to explain to the listeners over the radio, but primarily it's just different insurance companies prefer different things. In a lot of cases, whole life has been around longer it's the older version where the money that you're paying into the cash value that's building is just based on a simple fixed interest rate versus the newer version is universal life. That cash value has the option to grow uh, based on the market's returns, based on the overall indexes, um, not like variable life where your money's at risk in the stock market and can go up or down and there's a lot more variables in there. Um, but the total positive interest is kind of tied to the market. You get a little bit greater 
uh, opportunity than the current fixed interest rate environment. And I'm not sure, you know, that necessarily that one's better or worse than the other. It's just different types, different companies kind of lean one way or another, different strengths and weaknesses uh, among the insurers. Sure. So uh, with universal life, it's not tied wholly to the market where if the market takes a huge 40% drop like it did in 2018, I'm not going to lose 40% of my money. That's right. You know, for anybody that's familiar with the indexed annuities, uh, it works similarly to that. The positive upside earnings are tied to the overall stock market index instead of just being set at a fixed rate, but you don't have the downside risk in there. That's different. There are variable life insurance policies that became popular in the 80s uh, when the market's returns were booming, booming, booming. Um, but they've got a lot more moving parts, a lot more fees, a lot more difficult to predict how they're going to perform moving forward and why there's some positive upside potential. There's a lot more risk tied to those, and that's not something that we really get into or recommend too often. Oh, we have to take another quick break here pretty soon. But before we do, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, maybe check out those upcoming uh, workshops that you have, and uh, ask any questions or set up that complimentary consultation. Sure, Tony. Listeners can reach us by phone at 855-793-2409 or on the web at wellingtonadams.com. We've got uh, a couple tools there, different resources that the listeners can take advantage of. They can reach out to set an appointment through there or they can check out the events tab that has the upcoming events listed there. As we mentioned, we've got some workshops for Social Security coming up as well as an educational course kind of covering a wide variety of planning topics at FNM College here in a couple months. So check us out there, wellingtonadams.com or by phone 855-793-2409. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Wellington Adams Investment Advisory at 855-793-2409 or visit wellingtonadams.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back listeners to Financially Tuned with myself, Simon Hilliard, and my co-host, Tony Shore um, from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. And today we're talking about your legacy and insurance. The first section today, we covered a little bit about why people might consider buying life insurance, kind of touched on three main things, you know, protecting from the loss of income of a spouse if someone passes, and I think that's the main one a lot of people think of. Uh, secondly, estate planning and transfer of wealth. There are great tax advantages to life insurance. It's inherited tax-free, uh, some great planning tools built into there if you get into the complicated points of it a little bit. And then also, Protecting your retirement savings, you know, along with a loss of income, surviving spouse or family might not be able to contribute as much to their retirement as they're kind of using that monthly income or going back to work, carrying more of those expenses on just one person's income. So making sure that some money's set aside and protected for there as well as you're kind of considering, you know, what the purpose of your life insurance planning is. And then in the second segment, we talked a little bit about the different types of life insurance, term versus permanent insurance, and that there's different goals, different purposes as to why you might carry life insurance. And based on those goals and concerns, just like your tool in your tool belt, if you're working on a project, you wanna make sure you have the right type of policy, spend the right amount of money for the right purpose. Yeah, and you know, I find it interesting because like you said earlier, everybody views life insurance differently. Or some people have 
uh, there are a lot of uh, misconceptions and uh, false notions about life insurance, why it's good or why it's bad. And it's funny to see how different people uh, react or have these opinions that uh, they get set with, right? That is, Tony. I mean, it is interesting. You've, you know, we've got just like everything in life, you know, we kind of come up with our preconceived notions based on things that we hear, uh, not necessarily always from the right source, but from just friends, family, coworkers, uh, people that have bought something for a particular reason that may or may not apply to you or people that just have preconceived notions positively or negatively. You know, there's a funny saying that well, I shouldn't say funny. There's a saying that I see that makes me laugh because I see it all the time with life insurance, but it's so true. And that saying that oftentimes is the tagline in the life insurance is that husbands don't believe in life insurance, but widows do. And unfortunately, that's the case. You know, a lot of yeah. times people talking about it don't want to spend the money because it's one extra expense. And it is. And in most cases, you're not going to need it. But in the cases that you do, you know, you'll be glad that it's there. You'll be glad if you took the time to plan accordingly and pick the right amount of insurance to protect that surviving spouse. Yeah. It's part of the legacy that you're leaving behind. Yeah, I've heard that line too, and it's so true. You know, husbands don't believe in life insurance, but widows do. I mean, it's it's very very true. Now, uh, when we're picking which type uh, of life insurance we should have, or shopping around, uh, what do we need to be aware of? What do people need to consider? Well, I think we touched on this a little bit as we've talked, but there's a few things definitely that stand out, and one that I've mentioned kind of towards the end of the segment is planning. You know, what is the need that you're feeling? The amount depends on the time frame that you're looking for, the amount that you want to protect and kind of where you're at in life. You know, a younger family with kids and a single income earner may need more coverage than, you know, family that's in their later 40s or 50s where the kids are out of the household, uh, they're at peak earning years, if both dual income households are there, if you've got the majority of the mortgage paid off and you've got a good jump on your uh, savings for retirement, you know, you may not need as much as that opposite scenario when you're earlier in life uh, with multiple kids and family and mortgage and things like that to protect. So one main thing is to be aware of how is it fitting into your plan? You know, what, you know, what's the goal of it completely understanding that and picking the right type, whether then it's the term or the permanent insurance to meet those needs or a combination of the two, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's good advice. What other things uh, do we need to be aware of? Well, you know, oftentimes I have people come in that say, oh, I saw an ad and it was great price. So I want to buy $500,000 worth of life insurance because it's only $32 a month. You know, you need to be aware oftentimes when you're seeing advertisements out there that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Oftentimes those are based on the most possible, best tier of life insurance. So I'll explain that. You know, there's different tiers and they rate you based on your health um, concerns, things like that, you know, weight, height, any health issues that you've had along the way. And the main type of life insurance that comes out is they just call it standard. You know, if you're a standard smoker or tobacco user, standard non-smoker tobacco user, things like the tobacco use smoking obviously is going to increase the amount of cost towards the life insurance. But then that goes on to if you've got much better than average health concerns and conditions, no uh, medical issues, no medicines, things like that. You might get a preferred rate. Uh, in some cases, some of the companies even have a super preferred rate or some other name for it. But a lot of times the advertisements are based on the super preferred. And the likelihood of you getting that is not great. That's why most policies are called standard is because that's what the standard people fall into. And that's probably 80% or more are getting issued at that. And only a few people qualify for that super preferred 
So when you're advertising, it's just like anything, you know, be aware of that. Sometimes people get really kind of uh, disappointed, get frustrated in the kind of the process when they're applying for that. Uh, also shop with a broker that has many options. You know, we use a brokerage when we're shopping around our life insurance because there's literally dozens and dozens of different companies out there. And it's like anything else in life. A lot of them have their strengths, their weaknesses, their different niches that they work within, uh, whether that be term or permanent, uh, whether that be addressing some health issues, whether that's just different age groups. Uh, there's a wide variety of things that you have to be aware of that go into the back end and the underwriting of the life insurance by the companies and different ones have different strengths and weaknesses and I'll have better price points for different age groups, different health concerns. So if you're working with somebody that's captive and works for just one company, we won't name any particular companies, but there's lots of big ones out there and that's their only option. You know, you may be able to get a significantly cheaper rate by going with a company that's more suited towards your age group or your health needs. So you should be aware of that uh, when you're shopping around as well. Yeah. Well, this is all great advice. Uh, we're almost out of time. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap up today's show? Well, I think one of the best things that anybody can do if they have a life insurance policy out there to check it out and make sure it's in good standing is if you have a permanent policy, whether it be a whole life universal, uh, doesn't apply to term policies because term policies are a set rate for a set period of time. But if you've got any one of those types of permanent policies, you can do what's called an in-force or in-service illustration. You call the insurance carrier directly. You ask them for an in-force or in-service illustration. And you can ask them for two things. One, at the current premium, the current monthly amount that you're paying or annual amount that you're paying. And one, if you drop that to zero and no longer pay moving forward. What that's going to show you is how that policy is going to perform moving forward. A lot of people would be surprised that they got sold something that they're not funding properly and that that policy is not really going to uh, be there for their entire life. A lot of them, the rates go up quite significantly or the cost of the insurance go up quite significantly when they reach their early mid seventies. And a lot of those policies that we see probably 60% or so lapse because they weren't properly funded along the way. And there's nothing worse than paying for something for the last 10 or 20 or 30 years, thinking it's going to be there to protect against a certain situation or tax benefits to your beneficiaries. And to be surprised at that point that that's going to be lost. So any listener that's got a life insurance policy, can't stress it enough, call the uh, company directly and ask for an in-service or in-force illustration. If you'd like help doing that, you can reach out to us uh, toll-free at 855-793-2409 or via the website wellingtonadams.com. We can help you order that correctly, get you the information on that, or help you evaluate those policies. And if there's a better option out there, life insurance has actually gotten cheaper over the last few years. So anybody that's got an older policy, barring any major health issues, can probably get a better policy cheaper at this point in time also by shopping around. So again, call us 855-793-2409. All right. Great show today, Simon. Good advice, uh, helping us understand insurance, uh, the do's and don'ts. But that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host, Simon Hilliard. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.